everybody. You've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Anya. And this is Josh. We're going to be chatting about September 20th through 26th. I've got two computers in front of me, and yeah. I just grabbed the mouse to control my computer, which does not work because that's for Wait the office computer. Do you have a mouse for your computer too? No, but it just was like instinctual. I was like, hey, there's a mouse. I'm going to grab that. <laughs> this mouse is broken. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, my computer's busted. That's a shame. It's a nice looking mouse too, but I don't know if it fits your computer. As I it like turns it out it doesn't. <laughs> because I'm left-handed, and so I always move it to the left-handed position, hmm. and then everybody else will take it back and put it into the right-handed position. Interesting. So it's actually to the left because it made more sense for this computer, but you would have had it to the yeah. left because you're left-handed. It's my eternal pranking on right-handers. <laughs> I've never noticed that you're left-handed. Is that bad? Like, it's been I did, so long. Back in the day, I did um, an install of something here in town, some boring... The know, Leftorium. The Leftorium. <laughs> It was at the Westin, and it was a whole bunch of little kiosks where you could come and check out the product or whatever this computer company was. And I helped set up all the computers and put all the mouses down on the left. The mice. (laughs) The mice down on the left. And then the client came and wasn't angry, but it was like, oh, I just noticed that all... And he said, he said, all the the mices are in the wrong (laughs) spot. And then I just was like, oh, yeah. And he did like 75, so I had to go back. It was just like a little oh, routine. God. I had to go back. Seventy-five and, different ones. Yeah, so I had to go back and just like, eh, oh man, eh, move them all back. That's. I was picturing that you did like five or ten. No, it was like a day's work. Man, yeah, that is. That's a hilarious prank, though. Where you're like, well, at least someone who comes along will be left-handed, so it would be well, offensive. It's funny to to get on Mayfair topic. I want to see if I could find it, but on occasion when I jump in on the candy bar, we have a right-handed popcorn scoop. Mm-hmm. And it's horrible for me. <laughs> so if I'm in the trenches and, and trying to help out, oh God. instinctually I should take the popcorn scoop in my left hand and yeah. scoop it. But that means that it's wrong, like the big end's on the wrong end kind oh, of thing. Oh, yeah. So I can hold it in my right hand, but I'm not great at it. So I'm a little Jerry Lewis with <laughs> So it's you like, know? Josh, you do drinks yeah. or candy <laughs> or literally anything else. <laughs> it's just so funny, though, that it's just it's a right-handed implement. So I want to see if I can find a left-handed one, basically just for me. And it's offensive that I've never noticed this. Yeah, it could be a problem for someone that's not me. Like, same with guitars. Like, I have friends who are left-handed guitarists. Jimi Hendrix played a right-handed guitar backward, or upside down, I guess. And so that's how he was able to... Well, that's, I mean, he was also amazing, but that's one of the reasons he was able to sound so unique, because it was wrong, quote-unquote. So, I, like, I, it's just something we, as right-handed people, don't really think well, about too often. Well, that's why I think the Beatles look so great as a band especially back in the day when they were like a boy band, is you had a left-handed and a right-handed on, I like, George and Paul. Yeah. And it, it just it just looks better. It, lo- it looks... Yeah, it's more uniform or yeah. something. Yeah. So, so you got one Balance. neck going left, one going right. So it's not everybody all kind of leaning in the same direction. I yeah. always notice that. Thinking of you using that uh, scoop reminds me of my first day where I, I like... I got the idea of it, but I didn't really know the, like, scoop and place motion. Yeah. So I would just, like, pick up a little bit and then place it in the bag and pick up a little bit more. And Anya's like, ah, uh, yeah, here, do it like that. And I was like, yeah, that makes way faster, more sense. Faster, faster. Like, I could just, it's just one of those things where now it's funny, but at the time you just picture watching footage of that and you're like, wow, this guy <laughs> sucks. Oh, man. Speaking of gotcha journalism, mm-hmm. how dare you think you could leave us for a real job? Here we go. How dare you? I haven't told anyone yet except Anya. And Does now, your wife know yet? Okay. I Don't tell her, and she can find it on the podcast. <laughs> See, that was the weird thing, like, because I found out, and she was already, like, walking to her bike to bike home, so I was like, well, it'd be a waste if I just tell her via text, and then she gets here, and she's like, hang on, I have to check my tags, and I was like, no, 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 it's not dramatic enough. Yeah. But I told, like, another friend of mine, because there's, like, this is, like, a bilingual position, I don't know how much of it will be bilingual, but, like, I haven't had to do that in so long. 
So I have, well, I have many French friends, including Anya. And so a friend of mine, like, who's in government already was like, I've kind of been going through her for, like, tips and tricks and whatnot. And so I told her first, because I was like, okay, this is good. Like, it's fun news, and then there's closure. But, like, I've been, I mean, I don't want to say I've been trying to find another job since I've been here. That's not, those words don't sound very nice coming out of my mouth Well, no, that's the eternal thing about this kind of work, is that people are here while they're in school or while they're... So every time somebody moves on, I do the same joke. Yeah. And Julia, who was one of our candy kids years ago, who, as chaos theory of life would have it, became best friends with Gwen and was the best lady at our wedding. Oh, nice. That worked out well. Yeah. When she left, it w- it's the same joke of like, oh, sure, you're near minimum wage and no benefits and you're leaving it yeah. all behind for her. It's sad, though, because like I literally... It breaks my heart to, like, look for a second job. And I'm like, Josh is going to hate me. I'm never going to be on the podcast again. Lee won't look at me anymore. It's hard for him to look at me now, but now Can't it's Can't you still come on Saturdays and Sundays and just work seven days a week? Yeah, why don't you just do seven? And that's the other thing, too. I'm like, I never, I'm never going to leave. But I'm like, oh, maybe I'll do, like, two shifts a week. And I'm like, I say that now, but once I'm actually, like... I work vampire hours, you know? Like, I'm a night hawk. Like, and yeah. I'm going to have to get up at, like, oh, 7 a.m. Oh. And so I'm just like... It's all well and good for me to be like, yeah, I'll, I'll crush it. I'll work. I'll only do one shift less. And then I'm like, you're going to start doing this and get caught. And then you're going to come in here and be like, oh, God, this is so hard. So I don't know. But at the very least, yeah, I'm like, maybe I'll, I'll have a specific day I come in so I can do podcasts, make it seem like, you know, if I'm still. Yeah. Uh, how, how will you explain to them that you have you can just do that, right? Just walk in and go, I got to go do my podcast yeah, now. Sorry. It's 2.30 on Wednesday. <laughs> second job. I gotta... Yeah. And like this, the way that it works now is like, I'm kind of what do they call it like a casual so you start off three months and then if you're not awful then you'll probably get like another year and then if you're not awful then you'll probably like get permanent eventually but it's like it's like this carrot they dangle I guess no my uncle's been working for the government forever yeah and that's the thing about how people talk about you know growing up real jobs versus not real jobs yeah but every X amount of years months whatever he goes through the same thing of, oh, I could lose this. Oh, I yeah. got to do another application. Oh, I got... So it's the same kind of stresses involved. Yeah. And it's... Just, so that's the thing. Like, even... like Because this process has been, like, like, at least eight months. And I've been... Come close many times. And not... And it's the running joke, again, where I'm like, oh, I guess we should look at resumes. And I'm like, nah, just hold <laughs> off on that. Because every time it's some weird thing. It's like, oh, this person had more French. Or you missed this thing on the whatever, you know. And so I'm just like... You just think it won't happen. You and could screw go- up before the end of the three months by oh, yelling at your boss about God. shark movies or something. It's so, and I'm like, so like, the funny thing too is like, it's been so long, it's been since I've been here pretty much, so like two and a half years since I've had office experience technically. And so I'm like, the longer I'm here, the less relevant I am in some ways. <laughs> and so I'm just like, I got to get something. So it's like, there's no worst case scenario here apart from that I'll be here slightly less, I guess, but in terms of like actually getting more experience i've done government contracts through placement agencies which are barely government contracts because you're like they're like okay we're gonna take ten dollars an hour off you or whatever it is that they take yeah but you get government experience and maybe they'll hire you it's like no they won't (laughs) that's not not how that works do i get a cut because you got this because i wrote you that glowing letter i guess like a finder's fee in a way it's your fault (laughs) man i love filling out those things because you want to be nice but then there's a thing in the back of your head where you're like Maybe I don't want to be too nice. Yeah. Maybe I got to put in, if you're just like, the best employee of all time. Yeah. No flaws. <laughs> yeah. 
they'd be like, well, why is he there? Why yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you always, I think, as an employee in the back of your head, have it that, what if I'm so good that my boss doesn't want me to leave so he'll oh, yeah. suddenly sabotage my thing and then it's, and you never know what it was. Like, I've had that before too where it seemed like I was going to get a job and then it just didn't come through after they asked for references. And you're like, did my reference sabotage me for some reason? And it's like, I don't know why that would have happened. But I've had friends who work in the restaurant industry. I think two different people have told me where the worst dishwasher or the worst line cook ever is like, can I have a recommendation? <laughs> and they just kind of have to be honest and be like, well, I can give you a recommendation, but you might not want it. Mm-hmm. And it's this horrible thing where you don't want to be a monster, but also if you give someone a recommendation and then they go on and they're like, that person was horrible. Yeah, what? Yeah. Like, and especially if it's from restaurant to restaurant. Yeah. It's a weird position. It's only good if you want to sabotage the other restaurant, I guess. Yeah. If that's the only one. You're like, he's really good. Trust me. That's why Anya's pensive is in, in, in thought, because as yeah. we speak, she's looking at resumes. Yeah. You multitasking. So if you've dropped off a resume, she could be looking at it right now. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's already in the garbage. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> no if you've applied over, like... One year ago, maybe you could bring it back in. Yeah, maybe yeah. consider that. That's the other weird thing is, like, apart from Melissa, I, we haven't hired anyone in, like, two and a half years. That's so what's it's like tough about happens. these kind of jobs is I'm assuming if you work at, say, McDonald's, Yeah. I bet you they're always looking for people. Pretty like, much. I bet you McDonald's has a turnaround where you could new jobs there once a yeah, week yeah. or something like that. Like, night shifts and stuff. The guy who does the muffins at 3 a.m. Yeah, <laughs> but this place, when people... Especially if you're looking for a Joe job while you're in school or whatever, it's a decent job to have, and people kind of hang on to it, yeah. you know? So whenever someone would drop off a resume, I always just kind of say, oh, you're welcome to, I'll, I'll pass it along to our manager, but it's been three years since we've hired yeah. anybody. And even, like, I, I remember, like, messaging you when I f- saw the posting looking for someone, like, three years ago. Yeah. Because I, I was like, I didn't remember, because we were, like, watching cinema or something, and I was like... Oh, I just walking by with friends. I was like, oh my god, I've never seen them hiring like literally ever. And yeah. so I, I like, I was like, what was that email again? That I was on his email, as it turns out. And then that was I, I had I, I think I was doing a uh, con- like a one month contract at the same time that I got this one. So I got two jobs in two days, and I was like, oh my god, huh. I'm not gonna I'm gonna upset one or both of these jobs, you know? Like, and I probably did, but you know, I'm still here. So and it's a job where because we're just a little indie theater, and you know, we're not paying. an hour. Yeah. But at the same time, there's people who you've got to be like, yeah, it's still a job. You've still got to do stuff. It's so hard. And so you, it's that fine line of Kevin Smith clerks slacker. Yeah. Versus we're not Wall Street wearing suits or wearing name tags or whatever. Yeah. We're not, you have to love film. You have to love this theater. You know, you have to be competent, you know, with numbers and just, there's so many subtle things. It's not a hard job, quote unquote. Yeah. But like, it is particular. The hours. That's the thing that I'm looking for is someone that can work realistically 3 to 11. Not many people. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm available evenings. And for them, evenings is like after 5.30. And I'm yeah. like, well, it's the 2.30 to 6 that we're really looking for. Yeah, and also people are like, yeah. oh, I really like movies. And it's like, that's great that you like movies, but that's not going to aid you too much while serving popcorn. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I'm looking for someone that... That is okay with getting dirty and sticky behind yeah. a popcorn machine. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, like, someone has, like, sorry if you're listening, someone has a lot of experience working at rock climbing gyms. And while that's really cool, there's zero experience yeah. with serving food or, like, customer service. Yeah. It's physical, but we don't know, like, does would you lift <laughs> 50 pounds or whatever doing that? I don't know. Like, Well, it's more like 
is this person going to be okay with getting sticky behind a popcorn machine? Yeah, because yeah, that, like, again, without naming names, because to be honest, I forget names, but <laughs> so it's easy that has happened in the past where someone came in and then saw the gritty trenches of popcorn yeah. and was out pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was I like, did that once. Yeah. <laughs> I trained someone. It was one training shift, and after the training shift, they're like, yeah, I think I'm going to stay to my other job. And I was like, okay. Okay, bye. It's not, <laughs> God, when I started, like, we were doing the cleaning as well. So, like, yeah. this job is way easier in terms of that because it's like, I didn't even mind that, but it was just, the worst part about that is, like, if you finish candy bar, you can leave. But the manager stays till the end of the night or whatever. But like back then, it was like you finish candy bar, then you wait till the movie's over, then you clean, then you leave. So there were times where you know you would wait like twenty minutes or whatever. Like you're getting paid still, but you're just sort of like sitting around, and all you have to do is be like, "Boy, those toilets will be fun to clean after this." <laughs> so it is not that anymore, you know. Luckily, but it's just my background was great for it because like I just didn't care. Like I I love this place. Like it, it genuinely hurts my soul to leave here. To be here last, basically. Well, that's the thing, like, too. It's like it's that nerd, that nerd big fish in a small pond where yeah. Mayfair is nerd famous. It's cool. And when you get into that kind of family, you know, whenever we get somebody tweeting from Los Angeles that they're jealous not to come see a movie here yeah. or Vancouver, that's cool. So we're known for that kind of stuff. So we got that nerd cred where all the nerds want to <laughs> work here. It's kind of like where one of my comic artist friends said this, that it's a rare job where all of your fans or well-wishers just want your job because they think they can do it better. Yeah. All the armchair quarterbacks and all, they you want know. the free movies and the popcorn. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, well, you earn it. Yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah, so it's always a funny thing. But still, like, she hasn't worked in a little while, but Christy, our old manager, left ages ago. And she still pops up every once in a while for sure. on a candy bar shift or well, something. Well, Andrew was telling me, like, she went to a theater in Toronto briefly or yes. for a while. And, and, yeah. and I was just like, I don't think I could do that personally. Because, like, yeah. this, it's just like, I'm from a small town, and it's just like, I couldn't go to Cineplex after that. Like, no. I wouldn't. I could. I wouldn't. And it's just, like, that's so much of the appeal here. I couldn't imagine going to Toronto and dealing with stuff we get a fraction of here that's just there constantly. You know, just the drama and the, like, people. Oh, yeah. Well, even, like, just when you're working. I worked at Cineplex for two seconds and then got a job (laughs) at a independent video store and was much happier. But it's just all the little things where, say here, like, last night the candy bar was under a couple bucks or whatever. And the logic is... It's just error. Like, if you look at your box office in the night and you're off $7, it's because you forgot to push a button. It's yeah. like, none of us here are pocketing the money. But if you're in a real multiplex or I'm sure working for like a big chain or something and you're off that money, you got to go recount stuff. Yeah. Like, all this kind of stuff. And, and just all those little things and name tags. I always hated name tags. Yeah. And like, well, so. let's say that if you, if, the ca- if you open the cash more than once in a shift, you get investigated and, like, oh. have to fill out a form as to why you did it. And you're like, wow. Cool. Um, <laughs> I guess they're doing that. Yeah, that's great. My sister wasn't allowed to when she worked at one of her previous employers. She wasn't allowed to open the cash. <laughs> and she had to count her till before and after each shift. And if it was off, she had to fill out a report. Man. Yeah. That's, I've heard like the LCBO, why, you, and then you, there was an investigation to sit down so with the managers about why she was off. That's insane. Like, and why was so not worth it? Like, I, I mean, I know that Andrew's been putting in seven years here so we could steal $3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's finally so every, putting that time. That's my joke is every time there's like that. And sometimes too, I'll go and recount the cash and be like, oh, I missed 20 bucks and then we're yeah. fine. And I always, that's, especially with Andrew, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I dialed yeah. nine and one, Andrew. I was yeah. about to dial nine one one. Finally, get the cops in here because oh, you man. stole it. 
God. When I worked at the theater in Vancouver, which is still there, but is now owned by Cineplex, I think. So, so they lost their indie cred. It was, they were so militant about, like we had to count popcorn bags and Coke cups. Oh my God. All that stuff. Here, like just with the three of us here, if Anya's girlfriend comes in or your wife comes in, they don't pay. So we would just kind of trick the system. And yeah. we, we, we would be, and it wasn't like grand theft larceny or anything. I'm like, oh, what's the statute of limitations on this? But <laughs> we would just basically give our friend a Coke and a popcorn and then write off a bag and be like, oh, there was one ripped bag. And so it was this whole circle of life of lies. I'm like, just let us give our mom a Coke when oh, she comes in, you know? That's um, sad. One of the previous managers suggested that we do that when I was working candy bar. She's like, I think we should count all of the candy product, all of this, all of, like, each individual yeah. thing when it arrives and at the beginning and at the end of each shift. And I was like... That's too much There's work. just no time. Like, that's the main problem. And it's just, evil. <laughs> it's evil. We have oh. such a small staff, there's no one here who's going to take a chocolate bar. <laughs> like, it's just... There's no point. Like, well, that was my thing. I was like, seriously? <laughs> yeah. I was like... <laughs> Yeah, that's not. Well, we, lo- we love expired stuff. That we will go yeah, all in on. To but. show how honest the staff is, our numbers are all over the place sometimes, and sometimes it's just weird stuff happens. But it was a couple months ago, and after like a week of very week or two of very like zero, even even zero, everything good, we were over by three hundred dollars. <laughs> what? So one day, la la la, over by three hundred dollars. So if you're over by. You know, even like $44, you could be like, oh, I forgot to put in four non-member tickets. Yeah. But to be off by $300 in one night, and Melissa said she recounted everything and tried to figure out if somebody dropped off a check and some paperwork got mixed up yeah. or whatever. And we have never figured it out. Oh. But Melissa didn't pocket it. You know, yeah. <laughs> she just went, we were over $300 today. And to this day, Man. we have not yet figured out where that money came from. That's incredible. A small business like this, too, it's just like, yeah, I can't imagine being that. I can't imagine us all wearing name tags and, like, little hats. Unless it was yeah. cool, like, retro. Yeah, know? I do like the, the throwback thing, like the soda jerk type thing. Yeah. I would consider that. But, yeah, no, it's like, I mean, there's no illusions about, you know, full-timeness at this place. Like, going in, even, it's just, you know, I knew yeah. this was never going to be a 40-hour-a-week thing. In some ways, I've kind of paid to work here the last two and a half years, you know, because it's like, you know, you accrue credit card debt and, you know, you live life, but it's like, I don't know. I think everybody has mild regrets in their life, but, you know, at the same time, it's like, I've met so many people and had so many awesome memories from my mistakes, quote unquote. There's no way you'd even want to go back, even if you could, you know, like, it's just, I have no regrets in the big scheme of things. I do wish I was just, I just won the lottery so that I could just buy into this place <laughs> and just chill, like just come by. Just make your wife work harder. I know. And you can just. That's the real problem. <laughs> she's just not pulling her weight. Can't she, she get a second job? She, she makes like <laughs> twice what I make, but she's not trying. Actually, you know, she works full time, so it's probably like three times what I make if you think about it. But, you know, it's, uh, it's all, it just takes one <laughs> shot. I've just been uh, positive thinking, you know, and it's been a hard year, man. Like I've lost two or three relatives. I lost my kitty, but the Raptors won and, you know, I got this opportunity. So it's like, it has been a weird year. I kind of hope it ends and nothing else bad happens, but you know, we've had some uh, cool stuff and we still, VHS things still happening. In a few weeks, we'll have a big farewell Eric episode, even though it's not really your last episode. (laughs) Just just because it's kind of fun. Yeah. Well, think of all the cool stories I'll have from the outside. Oh, from the outside world. Yeah. I'll be like, yeah, the uh, office is talking a lot about this. I don't know. VHS fest. (laughs) It's like, no, it's just me talking about it. That's what it was. Okay. Let's, oh wait, what? 
Are you going to rip on a resume? People, oh. when you're doing your resume, before hitting print, you might just want to take a second look <laughs> and see for formatting. Some people have, uh, how do you call those in English? Brackets? Yeah. And they didn't format it right, and the bracket, just the single bracket is underneath. And like, done. They're listening right now and go to the single tier, because they're like, that was mine. The real question is, how do you say it in French? Bracket? Parenthèse. Oh, nice. That's hard. Parentheses. That's the, uh, no. that's the English. Uh, yeah. En parenthèse, yeah. There you go. I, I love it when people drop off resumes, especially for more important jobs than this, and they're just typos and yeah. just yeah I enjoy looking at people's resumes even though no one's ever told me I'm allowed to yeah. <laughs> I'm like if you drop it off I'm, I will look at your resume that's what I put in the recommendation I was like well he does buy on other people's resumes yeah. all the time constantly looking at resumes okay let's quickly chat about September 20th what? through the 26th what is it my resume oh, oh. okay we well have... that person's not gonna be getting oh look did you hear that dramatic oh. rip oh that, we would never rip a resume but no comment Oh, people are going to be so curious why this person's resume is being ripped up. Let's just say you reap what you sow. Yeah. <laughs> so, you won't so. be working here. Karma is a dog. Ah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to tell Gwen about that. Oh, uh, that's so funny. Moving on. Oh, okay, yeah, never mind. <laughs> Sorry, Andrew, wait. we're not hiring you a second time. It's like, why didn't you even put his resume in? Okay, wait, wait. I said this like three times now. Sorry. September 20th through 26th, we cool. have a bunch of new movies. One movie coming back. Only for one single screening, just because that's all we could fit in. Britney Runs a Marathon is back for one more afternoon matinee. It's not scary stories for the Josh screening. Oh, I wish. <laughs> we get that damn movie, and I worked all the days we had it. Oh, man. But they, people loved it who yeah, got to see it. So. Maybe we can get it back again someday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is supposed to be quite funny, though, I'm hearing. I like it. it Britney Runs a Marathon could have been just Hallmark movie hokey. Mm -hmm. But it's really funny. Julian Bell's really good in it. And, yeah, I really liked it. It was good. Blinded by the Light. Oh. Which Lee and I were like, is this just yesterday, but with Bruce Springsteen? <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> it would be so good if it was the exact same yeah, movie, yeah. Literally. just with Bruce Springsteen. That'd be hilarious. Oh, man. Nobody remembers Bruce Springsteen? <laughs> it's like, no, we love the Beatles. Shot though. by shot remake. <laughs> I'd watch. That'd be cool. But this is about a 1980s teenager who comes of age and finds his voice with the music of Bruce Springsteen. And it's from the director of, remember... The Titans? No, wait, Bend It Like Beckham? Oh, right, yeah. It's that director. Oh, well, that's cool. It won an award at the Traverse City Film Festival, which is a festival I've always wanted to go to. That's yeah. Michael Moore's festival in, oh. in uh, Michigan. Nice. So, it's, Blinded by the Light. We did so well with yesterday. Yeah, like, this has been getting just rave reviews, and apparently you don't need to be a Springsteen fan to enjoy it. It's possibly unlike yesterday and the Beatles, like, I, you know, that you yeah. kind of need to at least enjoy them, I think. But this one, I think, is just... I never listen to music anymore, and it wasn't a planned thing. It just podcasts and audiobooks kind of fill my ears in my spare time now when I'm walking the dog or doing dishes or whatever. So I like music movies because it's really most of the time I get to listen to music. Yeah. So whether it's Elton John or Queen or The Beatles, Aretha Franklin, movies yeah. we've had in the last few months, that's my kind of music intake. Mm -hmm. The so trailer I, for Linda Ronstadt. Which poor Brad, one of our super fans, is like, I'm sad that I'm going to see that because I want to see it but I'm going to see that trailer a hundred times in the next three months and yeah. it's like yeah you are because most people come to a movie once a month yeah. whereas you're here once a week yeah. and so yeah you're going to see that trailer we a lot you can't help that then we have Balloon which is a German kind of historical adventure film I guess huh. true story about a family who tries to escape the German Democratic Republic in the late 70s buy a hot air balloon okay I hoped you were going to end it with there's that. no balloon in it yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like please tell me there's a hot air balloon 
Well, this is good because a woman came last week thinking that we were the Bytown, and, and we were not playing Balloon, which I had never heard of. And no. I'm like, why is this lady talking about <laughs> yeah. And Melissa's like, did she mean It too? And I was like, no, yes, Pennywise has a balloon, but no, that is not the same movie. That'd be awesome. Then we have the Ottawa premiere of One Cut of the Dead, oh. a Japanese zombie comedy film, which I know some people don't like Rotten Tomatoes, but it has a 100% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes Jeez. for a cult horror film yeah. that's pretty impressive that's, especially one that leaked online Amazon accidentally put it online and it leaked and then yeah. everyone was oh god what a weird story that was and finally got a theatrical release after all that it won best film and director at the Fantastic Fest in Austin oh awesome yeah it looks really good Lee said he probably wouldn't have booked the film if it had just been another zombie film but just the crazy reviews and that it is Japanese comedy yeah it makes it a little bit something different mm-hmm. but I'm really looking forward to it and legit big time magazines and sites really love this movie yeah. so I'm really looking forward to it and it's kind of one of those movies that even if you're not a horror fan per se if you've liked stuff like Shaun of the Dead I think you're okay with it it's rated 14A so okay. it can't be that terrifying probably so. not well and it's like is it's found footage sort of yeah. I guess yeah 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 which is not in a bad way but just yeah so it's probably not they don't linger on the gore probably yeah. that much then we have Desolation Center, another Ottawa premiere, another music documentary about the founding of a big Southern Californian music festival that led to stuff like Burning Man and Lollapalooza. What's it called? It is the, called... Well, I mean, what's oh, the, the festival? festival? Does it say? What is it called? That's is weird. it just called Desolation Center? I don't know. That'd be fun. What a dumb quote. I, I didn't even look at that. I didn't even think to look. I wouldn't even have thought of it until just now, which is what happened did you gotta come see the movie to find out? I know, yeah, see, it's a good teaser. I'm like, now I feel like I pulled yeah. the rug out from under you there. It's like, he didn't even know the name of the <laughs> I festival. Oh, we're so bad at being journalistic <laughs> film people. not the fire festival. That's all that matters. No. This one was good. Another one-night-only special screening. This is a rental, thanks to the Irish Film Festival and the Ottawa Writers Festival, oh. Ottawa International Writers Festival is Room. It's pretty cool. The Oscar and BAFTA-nominated screenwriter yeah. is going to be in attendance for a Q&A before the film. I couldn't believe it. Like, I saw that, like, last month, because we had this, like, on the website a bit earlier. Yeah. And I was like, what, what is this? And I'm like, for the 126th consecutive screening of Room. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, I, but I couldn't believe it. I was like, wait a minute. What, the, the, the writer's going to be there? Like, I it just love it so weird. when big shot stuff like this happened. Uh, the same thing happened with the Ottawa International Writers' Fest a couple years ago where the writer of Serpent and the Rainbow came. Oh, wow. The funny thing with that is they paired it with the film as they're doing for this. Uh-huh. He hates the film. <laughs> it's, it's And I found this out later. Where it's one of those things where, like Stephen King in The Shining, where yeah. he just doesn't like the adaptation. So it was this weird buzz where he was there, and there was kind of this buzz in the air of like, don't ask him about the movie. Oh, man. So how can you not though? Like I know it's it's. I've never read the book. I only see on the movie. But same. I mean, no offense to that yeah, person. Yeah. But I, I mean, he. I would hope he at least got to be on set for some of that. Even if yeah. you don't like how it turned out, Wes Craven and is it Bill Pullman? Bill Pullman. Yes. Yeah. So it's like I mean that would have been cool to be part of. Yeah, I like that movie. But, but like, like that's a cult classic. Like a lot of yeah. people love that movie. But Room is it's a lot of Canadian content because it's a Canadian author, and then it was filmed in Canada. And, of course, tons of praise for the film. So it's so funny. In the upcoming couple weeks, we have an Oscar-nominated screenwriter. Yeah. Lloyd Kaufman dropping by. (laughs) I I love the Maver for that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. You just, you you never know what you're going to see here. And, like, yeah, Room is playing within a few weeks of The Room. Oh, my God. I wish it was playing at 9 o'clock on on this Saturday. It's the age-old joke that we've had. Uh, And it happened once, didn't it? That it was Room in the Room? Well, when we played 
room for its initial run, yeah. which would, would have been like early 2016, I guess. Something like that. Because yeah. I think it won the... I could be wrong. 15 or 16. We had the room in rotation already, so we did get that confusion a little bit. <laughs> so and good. Tommy didn't like it because he thought room ripped off his title. What? <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. Well, I mean, that doesn't surprise uh, me. Good times. One last thing to mention, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. We've been getting so many calls. I've been getting so many emails of people who clearly don't go here that often going, is the Rocky Horror sold out yet? Thinking we have advanced tickets, and, yeah. and I explain we only have that for Halloween. Yeah. Then people confuse what's going on, and even though we haven't advertised, are we screening it? So it's the old Disney Vault story over yeah. and over and over again. But yeah, we're screening it this Saturday. Yeah. We have it. We're going to play it. As far as we know, I even wrote it into the blurb on the flyer where it was like, Disney bought Fox. Yeah. Fox doesn't let out their classic films. We have hints that it's starting to happen with some of the other films. So come see it. And you don't want to take advantage of a crisis, but it is good advertising to yeah. say, you better come see it now sure. because yeah. you might not get to see it again. Same with Die Hard. Oh, yeah. I didn't know we had that locked in for sure. And again, you know, who knows? But theoretically, at this moment, anyway. Yeah. And somebody asked the other day, I don't know why, but somebody asked, Big Trouble in Little China, you should play that. And my response was just like, oh, we've played it before, I'm sure we'll play it again. Yeah. And then my brain went, wait a minute, and I looked up on IMDb, and it's a 20th Century Fox film. Oh. And I was like, oh, no, and it's, so it's more and more movies. And like I said, we, we have one so far of Sound of Music got taken from us. Yeah. So that's the first evidence that yeah. stuff's happening. So we'll come see, see Rocky Horror Picture Show. Now. Yeah, come and see it every month that you can. Yes. That's the only way. And then, you know, I don't know. October will be fun, but... Yeah, I know it sounds like we're threatening you, but it could be a real threat. <laughs> kind of are, in a way. It's, How it's horrible will you feel if this is your last chance to see it and it gets pulled from us before October? Yeah. You'd feel would, so horrible. I would feel angry as well. I took three or four phone calls yesterday, no kidding, of people saying, Is it on? How do I get tickets? I've never seen it before on the big screen. We should just say, oh yeah, Warner Brothers is doing it. Uh, that's so weird. I've never seen it before. I know you've been playing it for literally years. Yeah. But like, It's the old thing of a restaurant closing down. If you have any friends in the restaurant industry, they'll have this to say of a restaurant closes down and then somebody says, oh, that's too bad. Yeah. And you say to them, when's the last time you were there? And the sad person goes, eight years ago. And you're yeah. like, well, yeah, because you weren't supporting them. So. <laughs> So it's like stuff like that. Like, if you think you like Rocky Horror, you better come see it. Yeah. I only do that with successful friends of restaurants that are doing well, so I don't yeah. have to go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, my, my friend has one on the market, and I'm just like, I, I can't really even afford to go there, but I'm so glad you're doing well, because <laughs> so it means I don't have to guiltily go there. So My favorite kind of people is people who are your friends or acquaintances, and they insist on paying. That's good people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like that. I love that. I need more of those people. Until this job kicks in, and I'll be like, wait, money? Money? <laughs> uh, when you come back with your monocle and top hat. Yeah, I'm still not going to pay the company. No, but, of course know. not. No. I mean, that's because <laughs> I need to pay off my credit card debt that's kept me alive. Okay, on that note, let's wrap this up. Thanks to our friends at House of Targ. We'll see you soon at Mayfair for lots of cool movies. And Maybe you can take Eric's job. Yeah, you can drop <laughs> off your resumes now. We can like raffle it off or something, or like pick them out. Maybe we should do one podcast that's just us ripping on the resumes one by one. And we're like, oh, we oh. do like a reality show where just people come in and we. Oh my god, we <laughs> should do that. That would be awesome. Oh man, that'd be so good. You have to like go to a festival with Lee, and if you can survive, then like yeah. you get to work here or something. Uh, good More time. on that later. Okay, thanks for listening, everybody. And we promise Anya was here. She was just working really yeah, hard. Yeah, if you're going <laughs> to drop off your resume, write down your availability. Yeah, yeah. Or just tell her at the time. Both good. Make sure it looks good. Anya's picky. Okay, bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. bye.
So tell us more about that person who you no. ripped up. <laughs> Wait, let me turn off the podcast. <laughs> no, do it. I almost had her. <laughs> From Wes Craven, director of A Nightmare on Elm Street, comes a story of the forbidden world between life and death. There's a door to the mystical, and you just walk through it. Somebody brought him back from the grave, and I want to know how they did it. Death is not the end. I'll take your soul. You think you can take these people's secrets and just walk away? In the shadows of the imagination lies the ultimate nightmare. Don't let them bury me. I'm not dead. The Serpent and the Rainbow.